Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and this week we live a crash landing on Atropos over and over again as our gaming adventure brings us into the roguelike world of Returnal. From weapons to boss battles, mechanics, and more, we're taking a big look at this massive PS5 exclusive, and we got a lot of news. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I was thinking about where we live, right? Yeah. In, in this Marcus in the Map universe, uh, you know, game land. You know Mario, there's Mushroom Kingdom, and Sonic has his, like, you know, like, Green Hill Zone and all. You know, they, have, they all have their locations, right? Mm-hmm. What's the one thing all those characters have in common? Like, without a doubt, all of them have this one thing in common. Hmm. A bad guy that always comes back despite the fact that their plan is always thwarted? True, you got the bad guy part right. But think about this. Mario, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Italian plumber, likes to jump around on turtles, defeat Bowser. What's the one thing that he has that Sonic also has? I'll let you know. Look at Wario. Now look at Shadow. Oh. You think, look, look at Scott Pilgrim, right? Uh-huh. What what's Scott Pilgrim's biggest enemy besides Gideon at the end of the movie? Think about that. What if right now as we speak in this universe of Gameland, there are negative versions of us, evil versions, counterparts that are legit just like us, like how Waluigi is to uh Wario. Think about that. Oh, um, I I that actually has never crossed my I'm a bit taken aback that I never thought about this. Like what if there's a reverse game land? Think about it. And they and they hate games. And it's like workers on the map or something. Think about it. And they're <laughs> they all hate games. <laughs> gray skin and they're all evil plotting our our show's demise. We must combat this evil alternate universe markers on the map. I just think with how many episodes we're in so far and every, you know, every every main character has their, I'm exactly like you, but evil counterpart. I think mm-hmm. they might be out there and we don't know. They could be right outside this door and plotting our demise. Outside this door into another dimension in like a Twilight Zone style. Think about it, dude. Gameland's a big area. I know. I mean, sometimes reflections in the water of Gameland are upside down. Is that the other universe where the Mm -hmm. evil versions of me, Daniel, and you, Robert, exist? Mm Mm-hmm. The ones that hate all things video games and are into... What would would they be into? Oh, your, like, evil version of yourself would... What would your evil self, like, love that you despise? Hmm, there's not much I despise. I mean... Oh, what if your negative I mean, self just hated Star Wars and oh, and man. anime, and he was like JoJo? I got that's a bad show. That's a bad <laughs> show. Think about it, dude. My negative self is like Spawn. Oh, dumb. Your negative version would be dissing Bruce Lee. Oh, oh no, he can't be doing that now. Now he's asking for it. <laughs> you hear that, negative Daniel and Robert? <laughs> We know you exist. It happens. It, it eventually, it happened to every game character, so it's, it's just a matter of time when we find them. Crazy things happen in game land. And it's up to Courage to save his new home. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, that is, an, that is an interesting thought. I'm so... <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this one. It. I was prepared for like a... <laughs> A laugh out loud thing, but no, it's it's gotten philosophical here, and we haven't been philosophical on this here podcast since we talked about Republic Commando. <laughs> oh boy! Well, you know what? You are listening to not the reverse, but the actual markers on the map, a podcast gaming adventure. Weird times where we have to record our episode a bit early because <laughs> uh, life finds a way sometimes. So. 
news might not be as current this week because we did a special last week of course go check that out it's one of our greatest episodes yet and um Mm -hmm. we're recording early this week my name is daniel i'm here as always with my good friend and co-host robert have you been this week all right i've been pretty good a couple things uh came up uh more or less has pretty much been the same Mm -hmm. uh have you have you been busy (laughs) oh i I bet ah yeah And the the worst part is that I have some games I'm trying to get to, but, you know, uh, I've been busy. But we're going to do this podcast. We're going to talk about some news. Uh, first thing is first. So, Gex. Legendary, iconic video game character Gex. Mm-hmm. Uh, a gecko that spouts one-liners. Is voiced by a man named Dana Gold. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked to hear that i missed this because i learned it a day late but you know that movie channel turner classic movies the one that shows all the really nice old movies no never heard of it oh well it's on some cable channels and it's on like youtube tv and everything okay so they show like oscar movies they show old monster movies sometimes they'll show you know all the all the classics basically yeah um so they did a weird thing i guess that i was not expecting them to ever do and i missed it and i hope they repeat it where dana gold got some other like actors and comedians to do a table read on turner classic movies of the classic seminal sci-fi masterpiece ed wood's plan nine from outer space oh (laughs) (laughs) and and i'm so upset that i missed it because why would you not want to hear gex himself reading lines of ed wood's seminal classic plan nine from outer space uh now i don't know it's only is it only on youtube tv and and some cable channels well it's like turner classic movies is a channel that comes on Mm -hmm. most cable packages and most streaming services usually at like the second level Uh uh-huh but i'm hoping maybe they'll like upload it to youtube or something i hope because now like i'm interested in that now i hope they do more much of a market for plan nine from outer space table read starting dana gold but i think you and me are the market for something like this it could be the market of we'll put it on youtube but we'll have ad revenue on it so that's fine like they'll still Mm -hmm. get you know their their revenue from it that way because i don't think it's enough to yeah i don't think it's enough to market it like paramount plus or anything like that i wouldn't mind commercials if i got to watch it on youtube although turner classic movies airs all their movies without commercials and actually there's no commercials on that channel anyway all the commercials are like ads for what's coming up on turner classic movies and stuff or movie club or whatever they have um so there's that and and one thing that really got me riled up recently and how Mm -hmm. dare they and and when i say how dare they i mean why didn't we think of this first they're apparently from what i can see coming out with a lays flavor of cool ranch doritos wait wait, lays lays the potato chip yes okay with the flavor Uh, of doritos uh, tortilla chip i i think i don't think that's gonna work i mean i want to try it there's sour cream and onion but i don't think cool ranch will work because it's just so iconic with the dorito shape not only that but it's also dorito is a is a corn chip and not a potato chip yeah, how are you gonna infuse that essence into into a Lay's? But but you know where I'm getting at with this. Yeah. And here's another thing: Why didn't we ever think of this before? We've got fast food. Mm-hmm. We've got energy drinks, toys. I'm sure there's a markers on the map trading card game coming down the line. A game like we'll talk about later in news. Uh huh. Chips. Why don't we have our own chips? Our own extreme brand of chips reminiscent of your 90s you know bags and now speaking about chips did you see they brought back pepsi blue whoa whoa, 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 whoa. what <laughs> yes i legit forgot about this i had it yesterday um whoa you had it uh-huh i went to target i went to target and i was uh it was me i had a, a friend with me and we we're just at target uh we're gonna go get some pizzas afterwards so we're just like let's pick up some drinks uh pick up some standard gum and all that stuff but all of a sudden right before we're about to check out he like disappears and i was probably just getting something he comes back and he brings me or not me but he just brings pepsi blue and i'm like where did you find this and he says i found it right in the front where like they keep like you know in the freezer and all i said get me one and he got and he went back and got me one and i'm telling you it's real pepsi blue is back pepsi blue is the best soda ever made it's been discontinued since the 2000 
early two thousand. Uh, why didn't I hear this? Oh, bro, this is way I'm... better news than Cool Ranch Doritos Lay's. It's so good. <laughs> I was like, it's been so long, and it's so good. Wow, I usually I hear about these types of things. You need this a... is like me never hearing about any of the siege news that comes out. I'm like, I'm on IGN and other forums every day. Why don't I ever hear about the siege news? You better just drop whatever you're doing right now and go to any store or buy it online or something. Buy a whole case of it because I'm telling you, dude, it's so good. Just when I'm trying to cut back down on the soda because I discovered Dr. Pepper and cream soda zero sugar edition, which is very good. So, okay, okay. So we got markers on the map yeah. energy drink. <laughs> And a soda. Okay, sure. And a chips. Now we got our chips. What flavor? What are? I'm more of a spicy type of chip guy. I'm more of yeah. A... Spicy chips are good. Like a cheesy spicy kind. Uh, yeah, those are pretty good. Yeah, I don't have a good name for it right now, but this is a new idea, so we can report back. What I do think we should get to right now is a little bit of news. Yeah. Because of course our Fall Guys special, we just did the Fall Guys news, but we're actually gonna start this week out with a little bit of Fall Guys news too. It's par for the course here. Fall Guys Season 4.5 is, I guess, according to the Twitter, named Dave. That's the news. Dave. Dave. You know, a reviewer who once gave Bubsy 3D a grade score. Dave. Dave. This could be any Dave. There's a lot of Daves. I'm going to go off on a limb here and say that it's the guy that gave Bubsy 3D a grade score. And he's not wrong. A 98%? Something like that. (laughs) And this prestigious Golden X Award? Yeah. Oh, good game. So that's Fall Guys Season 4.5 news. Uh, we don't have a date yet, but uh, it's got Eight days left on the current one, so Oh, yeah, maybe they'll just go ahead and... A week, yeah. yeah. Another new Streets of Rage character has been revealed coming with the DLC, the Mr. X Nightmare. This is going to be Max. Um, I don't know if you remember when we played, but Max is like the big buff dude. Um, he was a boss, I believe. They like turned him evil at the end of one of the levels, and now he's going to be a playable character along with Estelle. Not much about the story yet, or if there's going to be like a big plot for this, but I'm I'm looking forward to more Streets of Rage Four. Maybe they could add. I don't know if they make a fifth one, but they could just expand it. I feel like yeah. that would be much better than trying to rush a fifth one out. Yeah, and if they do ever make a fifth one, they should go beyond just having the pixel art characters for you know your playable characters but they should do like a whole filter i'm, I'm a big fan of that like it's like dragon quest 11 i think on the switch you and, and the new version for ps4 or whatever um you can play the game in you know 3d cg or you could play it in like 16 bit like graphics so stuff like that's kind of cool um moving on Terry Crews, famous football player, I believe, and actor, had a tweet in which he stated, Localize Mother 3. I, for one, agree with the man. I tell you, uh, Mother 3, I've yet to, actually, I've never played a Mother game. Well, there's only ever been Earthbound and then Earthbound, like, Origins or whatever the NES, like, Wii U release of the first one was. So, they're like these quirky... Uh, RPGs in a Nintendo universe and there's a lot of offbeat humor and sometimes they get a little dark. It's not Nintendo's typical fare, which always set it apart from everything, I think. Um, I've not played Earthbound personally myself, but it's always seemed like it sent off a lot of character. I've almost, when I was younger, bought a Japanese copy of Mother 3 off of eBay just so I could have a copy of Mother 3. It's, it's one of my most wanted games. I'm I'm still I'm still shocked to this day they don't have a lot of, of mother localized like that. I mean it's about time. Yeah, they could do like a Switch remake or something. Um, there's there's certain reasons why this game's thought to not have been localized concerning some of the content, but a remake could remedy that. I don't like things being lost overseas and not coming here like that. Especially when Lucas has such a presence in Smash. Mm-hmm. It, since Brawl. Most people probably think of him as a Smash character first before yeah. his actual franchise. It's like, who's this blonde version of Ness? What's he from? I've never played a game with him. And then everybody knows Ness, of course, from Earthbound because Nintendo went hard on the marketing for Earthbound in, in the U.S. So Terry Crews, famous Twitch streamer of the Danganronpa video game. I agree with you. I'm a fan. <laughs> Localized Mother 3. Anyway... Let's talk about the Metopia community for a second and why I'm really mad. (laughs) (laughs) 
So in Metopia, using makeup and like wigs after you make your, you know, base level me's like a normal me, you can essentially make just about any character. And I can say this because I've seen just about any character show up, ranging from anime to memes to video game characters to like TV show characters. They've made Yakuza like a dragon me's on there. They've made JoJo's Bizarre Adventure me's on there. Demon Slayer. They've made uh, the final boss from Earthbound on there. Uh, a lot of animes we've seen. Uh, just off, that's, those are off the top of my head. They've made Goku and all that stuff. Uh, so I, I know the rumors we read always have a lot of crossover potential. But I was thinking about the crossover potential in Metopia, and it's like, if you can customize every character in this game, is this not the ultimate crossover game? It is. It's more has way more potential than Smash Bros. At that, in that sense that you can create anyone. Yeah. I mean, people have been asking for Goku in Smash Bros. Goku's already in Metopia. That's true. He's already in... Uh, what's, what's another character that I saw? Uh, I saw Meme Squidward in he is on, he is on there um ramona flowers from scott pilgrim that's a recent or scott one. pilgrim himself <laughs> yeah, it's he's like it doesn't even seem that hard to make them because everybody is you know making them usually with things like this it takes a lot of effort i remember when people did characters with the original Wii uh me maker like mm-hmm. people worked forever to make certain things on this it just seems like everybody has like five or six going at once it's like i've seen jolene cujo from upcoming stone ocean i've seen dio and it was a really good dio and they're not yeah it was what's insane is that they're not oh they kind of look at it no it's actually the character's face just like just plastered on the model it's like they took a picture and put it into one of those nba 2k player like mapping things It's like you don't have to guess who the character is. You look at it and you're like, I know who that is. That's Gex from Gex Enter the Gecko. Yeah. Or Knuckles. So, I'm getting Metopia. Did you know you could customize the horse, too? I did not know that. If there's a horse, let's just say Steel Ball Run may come sooner than we think. Bruh, I just realized that. (laughs) Think about that. All right, we're we're getting Johnny and Gyro. We're putting them on horses. We're calling. We're crossing out Metopia on the box and putting Steel Ball Run, but the E is backwards. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I'm gonna get that game. Since we've last done major news, there's been a state of play for Rift Apart, the new Ratchet and Clank game. They also did a trailer for Subnautica Below Zero. Um, I'm, we'll probably get to Subnautica at some point. Uh, in the future because i do want to play it and among us is releasing on ps5 and 4 uh, along with a clank pet and a ratchet skin so i'm like if there's anything that's going to get me to finally play this game it's a clank pet but rift apart itself (laughs) is this is a weird year for games where we have you know high price 70 dollar games and stuff in interesting genres that we don't usually see AAA games released as like Returnal being a roguelike um Ratchet and Clank an action platformer but it just looks so nice <laughs> it looks like a Pixar movie come to life it does it does it really does picking up Rift Apart or you're gonna think about probably getting it later I've kind of gone after playing Returnal I've kind of gone from like do I want to wait on a few of these AAA games that aren't you know open world games and i'm like maybe i'll get rift apart on on day one it does seem like Mm. um rivet is pretty cool you know the female lombax um it looks like you get to play as her a lot and she has clank with her and there's all kinds of new powers and haptics uh like the triggers will do crazy things when you shoot the weapons and everything so i'm i'm still like teetering but i was teetering with village and i ended up buying village too but the thing about Village is that it's not a $70 game. And it's Capcom, which means yeah. Walmart will sell it for forty nine ninety four or whatever. And, but first-party games don't get that ten like that Walmart deal. But I think it looks really good. I think it's... I, I think we said a couple weeks ago, Insomniac knows what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They have it in the bag. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Nintendo announced a new Switch game coming out in a month. Uh, from this recording just about called game builder garage 
Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. There was a DS game way back called WarioWare DIY, where you kind of had to program little micro games. You know, WarioWare, it's a five second game, and you basically tell the Nintendo DS if you touch this, a certain thing will react to it. Sure. But what about taking that concept, turning it into a full game? Hmm. Now, think about this Mario Maker, right? It's I've heard of it. The, you know, the same thing build your own levels, build your mm-hmm. own world. Now we got this game they can build. It's basically just build your own game. Mm-hmm. I've always thought of this, and I want to. I'm pretty sure Nintendo's just recruiting players. Think yeah. about it. This is a way to recruit actual game developers now in an easier way. Yeah, it's like introduce the basics. Like the the operations of the game builder garage are represented by like little characters that they've created. Like each action will be its own little like character. You put all these actions together, you make a little, like, display of characters, and drag, like, strings, like, digital strings to them. Not, this isn't Labo. And create a game out of it. And there, it's Nintendo, so there will absolutely be an educational component to this. Um, going back to Labo, there's educational components to that. It's not just for entertainment. They're trying to teach something here and i appreciate that i also appreciate that we can go ahead and announce this a markers on the map video game will be coming <laughs> in the future oh man we we will need to really delve into what genre and type of game we want this to be because make it it's uh, gonna have to endure what's what's a weird game that they probably wouldn't expect make it a card game make it a card game the ideas are rattling in my head with a card game, okay? <laughs> so we've seen a lot of digital card games. Um, Final Fantasy VIII one, uh, has one. The Witcher 3 has one. Shovel Knight King of Cards has one, of course. Will Markers on the Map have a card game? And instead of saying know. Made in Dreams at the bottom, it'll say Made in Game Builder Garage. <laughs> so I can't wait. And I like that it's only going to be $30. That's, that's, a pretty, that's a steal at that point, for, yeah. especially for a Switch game. Yeah, it's like you can get Dreams for $20 right now, but a first-party Nintendo game builder garage for $30 seems like a good deal to me. Anyway, a few other little things this week. Uh, So Discord is going to be teaming up with PlayStation. I'm not a fan of how the PlayStation Party works now. I think they messed up. If If it wasn't broken, they shouldn't have fixed it. But maybe with them partnering with Discord, they can actually make it run better and be better and actually see make it what they envision it if they want it to be to an actual like because it is sort of like discord you make parties or groups and all that and then you're like come in and out as you please so maybe discord can help them with that that's what i the way i see it maybe they'll help them make it a little more intuitive than it is because Mm -hmm. you know it's been roughly like eight months since the party system got changed maybe a little more and it's very counterintuitive it's not something you can just easily you know tweak like you were able to before all those updates so mm-hmm. maybe discord will bring some well-needed intuitiveness to the party system is what i'm hoping but uh and talk about how they <laughs> were in talks with xbox and all of a sudden nope playstation <laughs> maybe they just got the wrong name maybe it was never xbox Maybe Xbox is just the alternate universe version of PlayStation. You know, maybe. from the, the from the reverse markers on the map. That may be, honestly, maybe. And now some news that's going to appeal to both of us on a very high level. A Gearbox CEO named Randy Pitchford, we know him, not personally, we know of him, uh, had a tweet where he says, we are definitely working on some amazing stuff. If anyone has skill, quote-unquote, skills to pay bills and wants to get in on some Borderlands action, we're working on the big one. And what do you mean the skills, like, to create or to play the game? Now, what does that mean? Is this going to be Borderlands 4? Which is, like, the dream. Huh. I don't want it to be... I don't want it to be, you know, reminiscent of a lot of other AAA games that have come out in modern, you know, modern memory. I want it to be more like Borderlands 2 and 3 and just continue making it a better game. That's my dream for what this big Borderlands project is there's, going to be. There's only 
two things I can see with the big one. It's gonna be Borderlands, the movie, the game, where they're oh, gonna no. take they're no. gonna take the actors and take photos of them and make it like Mortal Kombat, where they're just part of the whole universe. A licensed game. <laughs> a licensed or that that's a joke. That's a, uh, that's a joke. But uh, I don't think that. I believe it's either gonna be a remake of two, which that would be pretty big, and in the vein of like three, where like the characters talk. You know, jumping, parkour. I really do like three's like gameplay. Uh, two obviously has the better story, but maybe they can tweak two to be a bit better. But I don't know how you can change that one because I think two is good as the is good because the way it is is like it's an iconic game. Yeah. Or they're just making four. I don't know what they mean. I, it's either another DLC or it's four. Those are I, my. I best really guess. think this is probably going to be Borderlands Four. But I'm, I'm what I'm saying is I don't want the core of the series to be changed into something that it hasn't been. This is yeah. what gets me worried about AAA and even these upcoming quadruple A things. Is like for Borderlands specifically. Don't do what you did to other series that turned into live service games with Borderlands. They would crush me. Uh, imagine if they ended up putting a battle royale. No, they were so like against they, it. Yeah, they were, they were so, so against it. That that would be. They put a battle royale into Fallout seventy six. Don't put one into Borderlands. Fallout seventy six can have it. <laughs> it can Don't have take it. my Borderlands from me. We'll see. It, it's just a wait. Now we just it's just a wait game. Yeah, the waiting game. Anyway, I hate to break it to you, but that one game we played, Remnant, that ran at a a, a not so crisp thirty frames per second, mm-hmm. you know, a couple months game. ago. Yeah, pretty yeah. fun up until a particular a certain boss. thing. I mean, we've we've talked about it multiple times on this show. Um, it's getting uh, next gen patch this week, believe it or not. Sixty frames on the PS Five. My head is like hanging down. I'm looking down because we got so far in that game. And it was I even free. beat it. And now, after we beat it, they want to put a 60 frames patch. Well, it's not even a 60 frames patch. It's a PS5 patch, right? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing updated for next gen. It, it might be game <sighs> boost, but it, they're making it seem like it's next gen. Uh, are we are we feeling Revenant again? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if the frames will make it any better to well, replay it. It'll definitely make it better. But do we want to deal with certain certain things in that game? It's that question. one boss that's a one hit for no the reason. The final boss is much worse, believe it or not. I think, I, I, think I, I brought it up like bothering me. six or seven weeks ago. It took like 20 minutes. That's what's bothering me, dude. It's like that boss was a one hit, no, and we kept doing what it said to do, and it wouldn't do the reactions meant to do. That's the problem. We we're supposed yeah. to do it, you know. Supposed we were supposed to do an action and it was supposed to react to it, but it never react to it. A little bit too much randomness going on for my taste. You know how I'm yeah. not a big fan of like random attacks. Same, either. yeah, same here. I mean, if this was earlier, it would have made the game a little bit more better. Obviously, nicer. You're like, oh, it's sixty frames. But why didn't you release the 60 frames patch when you put it on PS Plus, guys? Or how about hold off making that a PS Plus game and then just make it PS Plus with the yeah. patch when you did it later? Wreckfest launched on PS Plus with 60 frames PS5 edition. And That's you can ride a lawnmower. Uh, and you can ride a Army? couch. Zombie Army, yeah. It had a PS, had a 60 frames patch. Did you know you could ride a couch in Wreckfest? A couch. I did not know that. Wreckfest, more like that Ed and Eddie Flash game on the Cartoon Network website. True. True. You know the one. I do know the one. And I also know that we got one last bit of relatively exciting news, especially for me this week. Um, Judgment, Yakuza spinoff. It's getting a sequel. I've not played the first one yet, but it's on my list. Just came out with a PS5 edition. It's a greedy detective story in the Yakuza universe. Came with some news. They are going to continue the main series of Yakuza as a turn-based RPG as it was in Yakuza Like a Dragon. This, <laughs> and, 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 and apparently they're going to, like, I've heard that they'll probably keep the character Ichiban Kasuga. So, man, oh, man. I'm in. I'm in for the long run. Now you just got to keep the crayfish. Yeah, now you got to keep the crayfish and you got to make the stakes higher, the plots crazier, the minigames wilder. You know, Judgment, I think, has Puyo Puyo in it. 
doesn't now. But Yakuza Like a Dragon doesn't. It has Outrun. Doesn't it have a Dead or Alive 5? No, it has Virtual Fighter 5. Virtual Fighter, there you go. Yeah. If only Dead or Alive 5. I like Dead or Alive 5. I had it for PS4 Dead or Alive 5 last round. It was fun until it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Very expensive season passes. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I like that on the um, the Yakuza front. So Judgment will be the continuation of the of Yakuza Zero through Six's beat 'em up combat system, and Yakuza going forward, starting with Eight, will be a continuation of the Like a Dragon formula. That's awesome to hear. And last but not least, we have a Nintendo Direct rumor. Oh, it's sponsored by Markers on the Map presents Trial by Energy Drink, and this week's flavor is Lichen Lemon. For when your wolfman comes riding in on a horse. And it's for a little game called Bomberman Beyond. First there was Bomberman. Then Bomberman Act Zero. And then Bomber Girl. Now the ultimate evolution of the Bomberman saga. Evolve Beyond. Apply your visor, grab your launcher, and delve into the first ever Bomberman FPS arena. Run at blistering speeds, blowing up walls and setting traps for your opponent in furious 8-player online battles. Use new gadgets to hop over walls, teleport, and more as your Bomberman warrior fights to be the last man or woman standing. Tackle story mode, where an evil force threatens to destroy this world stuck in between cute and gritty in one of the most unique art styles ever seen in gaming. Choose and run through the campaigns of over 16 characters at launch, including favorite crossovers like Oscar from Shark Tale, and get ready for the Bomberman Evolution Battle Tier system, where you can earn more new characters and cosmetics through intense seasons of online combat. Progress beyond Bomberman gameplay to engage in the Team Online Deathmatch mode, where two teams will face off in the series' first foray into the multiplayer suite of your average FPS game. But this one is full of charm and personality, sure to put your annual releases to shame. Level your personal rank and use emblems to create your own unique profile designs or special skins for your weapons just by playing the game, and then move between the game's seven different non-traditional gameplay modes. Change the style of your game to a 3D 8-bit and other wild designs using the skins mode. And even change each piece of armor on your characters. Customization is key, coordination is power, and when it comes to the main mode, survival is ideal in the ultimate evolution. Bomberman Beyond. Only the Switch can handle this kind of power. Uh, first-person Bomberman sounds okay. Isn't this that one edgy Bomberman game? No, no, that was Act Zero. Hmm, was that not a first-person game? No, I'm pretty sure that was a regular Bomberman-style game. Huh. First-person Bomberman. Go- I even Googled it to make sure after I saw this rumor. This ain't Valorant? This ain't Valorant. This ain't no Apex Legends? This ain't Apex Legends. Thank God, it's not a Battle Royale. <laughs> it's not a Battle Royale or a But it has shooter. Oscar from Shark Tale. You it does know. have Oscar from Shark Tale. You know Tale. the one. I wonder if they'll get Will Smith to do the voice. I mean, Will it's Smith. not Oscar from Shark Tale without Will Smith. They got him for... has. I think they did a Bad Boy game. I think there's a movie a movie tie-in to that. Really? Yeah, Bad to Boy. The there's a game one? T- Yeah. Oh, maybe it's from so Mobile they, or something. They'll get, they'll get Will Smith. To, I mean, he probably did the voice for that game. Additionally, there is a tier system, so I'm thinking... Is this going to be a full price game and they'll sell us the tiers, or is this going to be a free to play game where you have to grind the tiers? I'm I'm not really. The Switch doesn't have a ton of games like this, so I'm not really sure how they'll go about it. This is this one, I believe, in the first time, it's a mystery on what it is, and yeah, we're looking forward to it, but maybe not in the same excitement as some other ones. Yeah, I'm thinking. It's one of those that I'm cautiously optimistic about. Like yeah. we say on the show all the time, we never want to see something fail. Yeah. But this Bomberman Beyond is stepping into a a world where it's competing with so many other things. And it reminds me of Destruction All-Stars, which got a Season 1 update, but it made me wish Destruction All-Stars was a $70 game instead of a $20 game. <laughs> Uh, I kind of lost it. I went to check the update and I was like, oh no, this is being monetized a, a lot. And oh I have, no. but the desire to play it has been sucked away. So what I'm saying is Bomberman Beyond, stay away from the trappings of 
multiplayer games, just about all of them, from Call of Duty to Fortnite to Apex, and just be cool, I guess. <laughs> right? I mean, right. I mean, I think Destruction also, I don't know, with, like, that sense of, yeah, you checked in, and when all that was just being flashed in your face, just like, oh, I've lost interest. It might- the first thing they tried to do was to get me to buy the tiers. I'm like, I didn't know you had to get the tiers. I knew you had to get... And it's just like, yeah, you, you get the tiers. There's some free ones, and there's a lot of grinding. And you can get the premium currency by doing challenges, but you don't get that much. And I'm like, this is like Street Fighter Five. This is like saying you can buy all the characters with battle points or fight money, and you barely get any fight money. <laughs> Please, Bomberman Beyond, don't be like this. I, I hope it's not. Like I said, so this is the first time I think we felt this way towards a Switch rumor. Anyway... Let's talk about some games. Returnal. Mm-hmm. I've been itching to talk about Returnal on the podcast because since it's come out, I have not only played Returnal, I have beat Returnal, and I have got the secret end of Returnal. All right, all right. But the first thing I wanted to do was kind of address the major issue that I and many other people have. So, Oh, um, I, I think I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah. So... Returnal at launch was prone to a lot of crashing, not just crashing your ship and starting a loop over, but crashing your your console. Fortunately, that did not happen to me at all during my playthrough. The only time it ever happened to me was when I started a run after I got the secret ending. So I was lucky to not have a crash during uh, any of my major run throughs through the story. Many people were not as lucky um, in that regard. Returnal does not have a save system mm-hmm. like your regular roguelikes, Binding of Isaac, Hades. What it does is it saves every room. You can save and exit when you come back in so as to not mess with the roguelike formula. That save will be deleted. You can't redo something you've done. You're not going to be able to cheat your way out of Binding of Isaac or Hades. Uh-huh. You're only going to be able to basically save and exit the game, play a different game, come back in a week, whatever. You cannot do that in Returnal. And the issue stems from the fact that runs in Returnal can be three hours long. And I've had a couple of runs that are three hours long. So that's like the the big issue there's been with Returnal. Now, they say they hear our concerns. You know, the community. Housemark. I'm wondering how long it'll take them to implement something like this. But I would say that that is probably the one negative thing i can say about the game oh the the idea of a roguelike for me personally is if i don't have three hours which is usually the case i don't like having to take my 70 dollar game and say i'm not gonna play this right now because i don't have the time carved out to play it you get what i'm saying if i have one hour to play i would like to play my 70 dollar triple a game for that one hour i get that part they expect you to do the full three hours it's just like how with mario party uh, how they're hesitant to drop the multiplayer as like a full party game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because those games do require uh, up to like I want to say up to three hours. Those games require some time to play and yeah. be and have fun. It but takes some time. Returnal, I don't know. You, you, I haven't played it. You know more about this whole issue. You've been looking into it, but luckily you've beaten it. You've had found yeah. the time to to do it, but. There's probably someone else that hasn't found the time to do it yet, so that's just like a problem for them. But you don't want it to be their problem. You want it to see yeah. it be fixed. You want the save system. There's nothing wrong with adding a save and exit option. I, I dare somebody to find something wrong with that. Um, that being said, you can also finish a run of Returnal in 15 minutes if you're good at dodging and everything oh, like that. Um so let's get into the actual good stuff here. Returnal is an amazing game. We're not going to talk about the plot here because it is very dense sci-fi like excellence. Um, it is completely it it's nuts is all I got to say. The story for this is pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed it very much. I like this type of sci-fi that doesn't necessarily answer all of the questions and things are metaphors and everything. So. I would recommend experiencing the story for yourself, and if you're not going to ever play Returnal because the idea of a roguelike is daunting, um, maybe give it a read or something. It's very interesting. So the gameplay. Returnal is that game, like any other roguelike, where if you die, you get sent back to the beginning. Now, you can die by an enemy, you can die by a boss, you can die by falling, whatever. 
when you die, you will get sent back to the crash site of your ship. And due to the nature of roguelikes, there's handcrafted rooms. You'll go through these rooms. These rooms are outdoors, of course, so they're not like room rooms, but they're on the map they're displayed as rooms. Uh-huh. And they will appear in a different order every time you go through the ship. So I would say there's probably, by my count, I could be a few off. There's probably like 20 rooms you could get in the first uh, biome. And those rooms will never show up. Well, at some point they'll show up in the in the same order, but it'll take a long time. They're always in a different order. You might get a room with a weapon in it, like a few rooms in. You might have a room with a large fall in it, and you have to like zip around um, the first room. Or you might get a room full of enemies, the first room. It's, it's kind of keeping you on your toes. You go around. You start with a pistol every time you, you res. Um, you can pick up things like a carbine. You can pick up a gun that's like a grenade launcher. You can pick up one that's like a LMG. You can pick up one that shoots like pylons out, electro pylons to like drain enemies over time. And you collect items like you do in any other roguelike that improve things like how long money stays on the ground. Because your money in this game, obelites, disappear really fast. And things cost a lot of money to fabricate from the machines, like consumables and stuff. So you could have a parasite that attaches to you. It'll keep the money on the ground for one second longer, but it might reduce your, you know, your healing or something. It might make your healing lower, mm-hmm. or it might, some of them, which I don't pick up, hurt you if you use an, like a key or if you pick up an item. It'll do damage to you, but it'll also make you like a lot stronger. So you have to kind of assess the risk and reward. Um, there's also little artifacts that you can equip your suit with that you can find. These are always positive things like your alt fire cooldown might be five seconds shorter or something, or you might get a res from a little astronaut figure that'll bring you back to life. When you die, you lose all this stuff and it's over from scratch again. The things that are permanent. There is one currency called ether. It's permanent. You use ether to buy new items to go into the item pool and you also use ether to go into res stations so if you're not really comfortable with one of the six worlds you'll be able to put six ether into one of these resurrection stations and if you get killed you will respawn at that resurrection uh, station but ether is not hard it's not easy to come by at the beginning of the game it's it's more easier towards the end the only other thing that stays over is these weapon traits that you can level up as you find certain weapons there'll always be like weapon traits that are attached to it they have three levels i believe so say i was say i found one of those lmgs there is a weapon trait called portal gun Mm -hmm. you level it up and portal gun will basically open up a portal that shoots a laser out and targets enemies for you while you're shooting the lmg which starts to get crazy later on um you level that up it's a permanent thing it's kept it won't show up on every lmg that you find but it's in the pool you can find and it will show up more often so you can combine things like the portal gun and you could do a wave beam that'll go through things like the metroid wave beam and at the same time they can be poison so you could just blast hundreds of of shots at once uh, at a boss and poison damage will kick in too so there's things like that the weapon traits are permanent and so is the ether otherwise this is more roguelike than roguelite it's not like hades where you just keep permanently upgrading things you're really at the base level scratch um, when you start weapon proficiency is one or zero i believe Uh, adrenaline is depleted health is back to a hundred percent instead of you know, you could top it off at like 300%. Um, you used to be able to heal in your ship multiple times, and that would bring you pretty high up. But as of this podcast recording, if that's been patched out, you can only heal once at your ship, and it will only heal a sliver of health. So oh, man. <laughs> that's you, you, usually the trick would be to go back and heal at the ship in the first world, because that's when you have the ship, when you have full health. Because as soon as you have full health, all your healing items left over in the rooms turn into things that increase your health. But they only do that when it's at full health. So you can see how you can be at like 200% health by the time you get to the second level, right? Okay, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Boss battles are... Imagine a game like... Uh, 
I don't know, those crazy games with all the bullets coming at you, all the energy balls and everything, like a like a, a normal roguelike. Yeah, not even like a shoot-em-up. It's, it's like those, those ship ones. And that's basically the bosses of Returnal. There's a million and one things coming at you all at once from all directions. Um, the boss battles are very hard. I found the second and third to be the hardest, the fourth to be absolute perfection. And there's only five bosses because the fifth uh, world does not have a boss. But man, the last one is pretty cool too. And it's just these light show displays of energy like being thrown at you from all directions. And coordination is important. Uh, Overall, I would say you hit a checkpoint for plot reasons mid-game. So technically, Mm -hmm. a run through Eternal is three levels long. The back half of the game is much easier in my opinion. Uh, because the third level in particular is very obnoxious with a certain enemy that's like a little TIE fighter from Star Wars that shoots like these rockets that go at you way too fast and then they like throw themselves at you and hit like a truck for like half a health bar. But you know, there's there's stuff like that. Uh, there is some permanent movement and mobility upgrades. You have a grappling hook. You have shoes that let you walk on lava. Um, you have a few other things. Um... There's a risk ward in some of the items, like there's a chest called a malignant chest. You open this chest up, you have a chance, it tells you what the odds are basically, of you getting a malfunction. Same with picking something up. If you pick up a malignant health item, you might get a malfunction. And a malfunction will do something like crazy, like, oh, it might reduce your dash time cooldown by two and a half seconds, which is detrimental. You you need to be dashing at all times. Or it might half your health or something. And the only way to fix this is to fix the malfunction by fulfilling a requirement. Some of them might have you kill enemies. Some of them might have you collect keys or use keys or collect artifacts. So some of them are really hard to get rid of. um, But there's items that let you get rid of malfunctions. There's items that bring your adrenaline up. When your adrenaline goes up, you've got like... you, You gain weapon levels faster... You, I've, I've noticed I've been able to take a hit like a shield, basically, when my adrenaline's really high. Better health items start showing up. It's just a lot of, it's a lot of stuff. Um, parasites, of course, like I talked about, can attach to your um, character, and they will have a positive effect and a negative effect. It's really up to the, the player to decide how positive or negative they want this particular run of Returnal to be. With Returnal, it says it's the first like triple A roguelike yeah. game. It's the, as far as I can tell. Yeah, the another that comes to mind. I, I feel like the issues, I feel like maybe could have been worse. Well, oh what's yeah, there? this yeah. is definitely like the right direction here. Yeah, it's like issues that that are put forth. It's like yeah, they're uh, an, annoying at best. They're, they're annoying mm-hmm. at their worst. It's nothing that's gonna be like. You're gonna not want to play this game again. Obviously, and, the, and like you said, the community is kind of talking about it, and it seems like they're taking note of it. So hopefully, they get to fix that soon. And not to mention, it's not really as hard as it started off as. Yeah. Because you kind of adapt to this type of game, like any other rogue. Like you, you, it's meant to adapt you as you go. You're meant to learn as you go. Things start happening. Um, I will say that going through the first three levels is still a lot harder than going through four, five, and six, which is funny because the enemies are much tougher in four, five, and six, but you start at weapon proficiency 15 from the fourth level and just go from there. And if you wanted to, after you clear the fifth level once, you could just skip it because <laughs> it's hard, but you could just dive down and skip it. <laughs> What's the, f- you said 15 was the fastest time you can technically do. Well, I've seen it done in 12, basically, a run through 4, 5, and 6. Because okay. it's not all one continuous run through Returnal. It's 1, 2, and 3, and then it's 4, 5, and 6. So you have to choose, basically, which act you're going to run through. And if mm-hmm. you're good enough at dodging enemy attacks, coming at you from every direction, by all means, run this game. I made it to the final boss just trying to get there the other day in, like, 5 minutes. Did I beat the final boss? No. Did I get there? Yes, but because I didn't take my time and and get any upgrades or anything, I was doing pathetic damage. I had no shielding. I had no health or adrenaline or whatever. I just wanted to know how fast I could get there. From your, I guess, review of it and then what I've heard from other people, it's 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 not even the worst it could. Like I said, what's bad about it is not even the worst, and it's honestly a pretty good game. 
Yeah. The worst part about it is that there's no save and exit feature for somebody who doesn't have two hours to, to yeah. play their game. What What would you say is the craziest part? Because obviously the story is insane, the location, the idea, and everything. What would be the the craziest part about it? Honestly, and I won't spoil anything, yeah, the fourth like no boss is by and far has some of the most intense buildup I've ever seen in a game. It's very Pirates of the Caribbean-esque. And the boss itself is not only cool looking, but it has this ridiculous, like, spiraling thing of bullets that comes out when you fight it. So I would honestly say the fourth level is the high point of the entire game. And I'm not just saying that because it's green and green is my favorite color. It's legitimately <laughs> the best area in the game. <laughs> um, as a, say, someone like me who's never played a rogue, roguelike game, would you recommend this first or would you recommend something else like Hades or Isaac? I'd, I'd honestly say Returnal is a good introduction to the genre because something like Hades does rely a lot on your mid-run, uh, like in-between runs, you upgrading your things. It's more of a roguelite. Isaac has this idea where you have selectable characters, of course, and then things go back into your pool. This is more Isaac than Hades, but this is still, like, a great introduction to the genre. Um, and on top of that, a great third-person shooter. I really don't think I've played a better third-person shooter than this. And I also really like how the trigger resists when you're aiming down sight for oh, a normal fire. I should and have asked you just how click is it down the, for alt fire. How is the dual sense the when haptics, it comes to this? Yeah, the haptics are really cool in this. It's got the Astros Playroom like style rain. All the rumbles are different. All the triggers do different things and have different resistances. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think that the best implemented feature is the speaker on the controller, that has a different like insane noise for everything. If like if there's a different noise for if your special's depleted or mm-hmm. if your dash is charged back up or if you overload your weapon because this has the same reload as Battlefront Two, where if you push it in the middle of the the rectangle it'll instantly reload your weapon there is a different uh rumble effect for each of the guns and my favorite effect personally is when you walk over a not a tele not a fast travel portal Mm because fast travel turns you into like a billion different particle effects it's really cool but when you step over just the an in-room teleport the controller will do a bass drop and it's really Ah. cool (laughs) it'll go doom (laughs) <laughs> you can hear it just from the rumble I'm like oh pretty cool maybe that's not the controller maybe there's a stand user somewhere nearby. oh yeah it's only missing the world noise from jojo <laughs> so yeah returnal incredible game i'm sure we'll be bringing it up in the future uh i'm going for plat the plats rng what would would you since you're going for the plat would you review it later on after you you finish the plat um yeah i'd go i'd go and i'd I'd bring it up again after i finish the plat the plat's really rng based because it's just collectibles and stuff and since it's a roguelike your collectibles might not show up on a run Mm -hmm. they might show up in somewhere that's difficult or hard to get to in a run you might miss it it's gonna take a while but i did get the secret ending of the main game i got all the story elements handled so so yeah as of right now as it stands you say it's a it's a great well, if we had to rate it at this moment, if you actually had to give like a, a rating, what would you rate it so far right now? Um, Right now, I'd say a 9.5. Okay. Because, look, I, I've played a lot of games in my life. No and doubt. And I've played a lot of third-person shooters. No doubt. Nothing is more, like, sleek feeling than this. Talk about movement speed. I turned on auto run, but even the walking is faster than the run speed in like any other shooter game I've played. You are zipping around these levels like crazy, constantly, just at an incredible pace. That's what allows you to dodge things fast. So it's when you've got a million things coming at you at once, use your dash, use that quick dodge. You can dodge through things. If some, if like a, if like a fence of energy beams is coming at you, dodge through it. You'll mm-hmm. get those iframes. It's just like Enter the Gungeon in that respect. Dodge through things. Use the dodge. Yeah, I just love this game. <laughs> All right. So as of the moment, it's I would say if it's a nine, it's probably recommended if you're interested in it. Yeah, I'd and... say what holds it back from being a perfect ten in in my eyes right now 
and you know this is like the honeymoon period for it although it's been a couple weeks and i'm still loving it um is that it needs a save system i don't care mm-hmm. if like if you can beat this game in 15 minutes if you're good i don't care if it takes you three to four hours you should be able to exit and resume it's a roguelike you, you you're you're competing against yourself and a save exit option isn't gonna allow you to cheat at a roguelike it doesn't yeah because your save gets deleted so i love this game <laughs> The only other thing I have to... A lot to say about... Well, not that much, but a little bit to say about this week. um, Is Pikmin 3 Deluxe. You know, I I played that back when it came out. Um, This weekend was the first time I ever got to try the the couch co-op mode bingo battle. Uh Uh-huh. Dude, that's more fun than the main game of Pikmin 3. (laughs) Now, that's interesting. Yeah. So, Pikmin 3 is all right. And I don't like the last level at all. It kind of soured it for me. But bingo battle... It's just you doing basic Pikmin mechanics, but competing against someone. And the idea is to find objects in the arena on a bingo card that you have and make a line. Either, I think you could do horizontal, vertical, and maybe diagonal. I don't know if we hit any diagonals, but you probably can. Um, Just go around, use your Pikmin to solve some puzzles um, and get items. If you see that your opponent needs like a yellow marble, you go take the yellow marble. That way you can block their row. Um, there's enemies around, there's a variety of pigmen, there's like 12 stages, I think we played maybe like 6 of them. Um, I just wanted to bring that up, because it's so much fun. I forgot how much fun a good couch co-op game could be. Like, this is not a beat-em-up, it is not Mario Party, this is like its own thing, its own mode, and I, I do miss a lot of couch co-op games like this because there's always like some interesting or unique take on a game's formula with stuff like this i don't know i just find that interesting that the main game is it left a sour taste while this mode is much more fun and, and better in your opinion it's, it's just the last level that left a sour taste and that's yeah. because of the mechanic it introduced i'm not a fan of the last level of pikmin 3 has you solving a gauntlet of puzzles while there's something chasing you that you can't really stop from Mm -hmm. chasing you i don't like things like that um but this bingo battle mode is like infinitely fun and infinitely replayable i can't wait to to delve into more of it so i think in the future i'll talk about the main game of pigment 3 but it's been a while and i might replay it because it's like five hours long so it's not a long game i think in the future we're talking about more about more couch co-op stuff sooner oh yeah for sure we still gotta get on that river city girls yeah Dude, River City Girls in single player is very difficult. It's very painfully difficult. So. Oh, I bet. I bet. It's a beat-em-up game. Yeah. So, I know you've been playing Resident Evil 5, and we're going to we're gonna dive deep into that next week. Yeah. We'll dive deep into that next week. And I started playing Village, which is a shocker, because I was kind of not going to get it, but... Uh... I saw the reviews, I saw some gameplay, and I'm like, you know what? It's Resident Evil. I'll just get... Yeah, and I also started playing uh, Cyberpunk, but... Eh. <laughs> It'll probably be a while. <laughs> Man, but, like, uh, not only did I beat 5, I also beat 7 right before 8 came out. Oh, so, so seven, maybe we like, can have a whole discussion, discussion about, about seven, these. Between yeah. 7 and 8, yeah. Because I, I, I have no interest in 7, but I did have a little recap of it that oh, played on, right before 8 one. started. Come on, with the car. <laughs> nice ride. Mom will take a full spin. If we're talking about best one, we're going to have to say two or three remake. Resident Evil 2 is the best one. But that, that's, that's we're, we're going we're gonna to talk like 50 hours on yeah. this. But that's gonna I'm really talking. interested in Mercenaries mode. So expect Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Robert, would you say we've done an episode here? I should wrap up a whole episode. Alright, so, a lot of news this week, some some returnal action, and we're going to have some more games for you next week. Uh, we want to thank you guys, as always, for listening, and if you haven't checked out our Fall Guys special with our guest host, go do that. It's awesome. We had a ton of fun with it. I think it's one of our best yet, so... Thank you all for listening. Every listener makes us feel good. Please follow our Twitter at Markers on the Map and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Apple Podcasts is probably the best place to do it, though. Um, If you'd like to leave a rating and a review, that would also help. And I guess there's not much left to say besides 
Sega. Good Sega. Sega. Come on, Sega. Sega. Please re-release Sonic 3 and Knuckles with the original Ice Cap Zone music, Sega. And that the real Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne, was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.